Hi, and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and friends. We're just excited that you have joined us today, and I don't know what you're going through or what you're facing. Maybe it was a really great day, or maybe it was a really tough day. But all I can tell you is if you fix your eyes on Jesus, don't fix your eyes on the storm. Remember, Peter was doing that supernatural walking on the water till he saw the waves and saw, felt the wind, and it was contrary. Sometimes when you're doing that, you'll focus more on the wind and the waves than you will on our beautiful Savior, Jesus. So let's get our focus on him. I have to do that often. Sometimes I'll look at my circumstances rather than focusing on my Christ. And so we're going to share the teaching of Revelation, the book of the Revelation, chapter 1. We'll be talking about the glorified Jesus. We're going to present some beautiful verses to you. Remember that we do have some wonderful sponsors, and we have two great ladies to present to you and their particular businesses and ministries. We have Kelly Shockey, who is a realtor, and maybe you're buying or selling or you're about to list your home, whatever you're going to do, then you need to talk to a professional who will really care about you and nothing better than a than a Christian person who loves the Lord and will help you find your home or to sell your home. Call Kelly at 443-955-2465. That's 443-955-2465 and let her know that you heard about her on Faith Life. Also, maybe you're going through a little bit of a difficult difficult time. I know just about everybody is. Maybe you think, well, I don't have anybody to talk to. Yes, we talk to the Lord, but sometimes it's good to get great advice, but from the right people who will give you a biblical perspective on what you can do. And so don't stay in the darkness. There is a place you can call the Light of Hope Counseling Center, Light of Hope, and talk to Tina Boblitz, and her phone number is 410-245-4225, 410-245-4225, and they even do it. Maybe you're afraid to even get out, Well, you can do a phone consultation or however um they will help you. I promise you that. So today, before we get into the Word of God, I want to just share a beautiful song meant to, meant, has meant a lot to me by Carrie Joby, or if that's how you pronounce her, Job, called The Healer. Jesus is your healer. This song has helped me to go through some tremendously difficult times. I hope it helps you today, the healer.
Jesus, you are my healer. Maybe you're right now in a place where you have some disease or suffering or mental, emotional, spiritual hurt. Let me just remember you in prayer. So let's just put our faith together and believe that God is going to touch you today. Lord, I pray for that listener who's listening to this broadcast going through a difficult time. I pray that you touch them in body, soul, and spirit and help them with the circumstances that they're facing right now to realize you, Lord, are their shepherd and will lead them through the deepest valleys into a valley of blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, we're talking about this wonderful Jesus. And if you're not yet a believer, I trust that you will be. And in Revelation, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And we find John the Beloved, yes, the same John who was leaning on Jesus' breast at the Last Supper, loyal John who was there at about every uh, situation Jesus found himself in, and there was John always loving, always loyal. In fact, he referred to himself as the disciple who Jesus loved. I tell you what, through the difficulties I have faced in life, I know one thing for sure, that simple little song, Jesus does love me. So John, he's exiled to the Isle of Patmos. There he is, perhaps all alone at this particular time. Well, he's got the Lord with him. There were other people, I'm sure, on the island. It was kind of a um, place where that they sent the prisoners. And so here is John, and they've exiled him there, but forgotten by man, but remembered by God. Never forget that, that God may have your greatest work ahead of you to do, but right now he's got you in a quiet place. He's got you in a place of solitude. Remember that and remember John, but that is where he gave John the revelation of Jesus Christ. So in the 12th verse, we find John hears this voice, and it says, I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and he saw in the midst of this, he saw seven golden candlesticks. Gold represents the deity of Jesus Christ. The oil that fueled these lamps represents the Holy Spirit. And the lamps themselves, according to chapter 1, verse 20, represent the churches. And the church is supposed to be a, a, a shining light on Jesus so the world doesn't see us and all of our fractures and failures, but it sees Jesus. That's our job as the church to not lift up ourselves, but to lift up Jesus. And he sees in the middle of these candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. Jesus has manifested himself in the different gospels as Son of God, Son of Man. But here it's emphasizing his humanity and his deity. 
much like the Ark of the Covenant was made out of wood representing the humanity of Christ and overlaid with gold representing the deity of Christ, here is Jesus, Son of Man. Son of Man, Man of Sorrows, Isaiah calls him because he can identify with all the things that you and I are facing. And it says, One like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet. In our last teaching we shared with you, this is the garment of a priest. This is the garment of a judge. You can read more about the high priest garments in the book of Exodus chapter 38, Exodus 38. And there is also for you Bible students, very interesting types there which show Jesus bore our burdens on his shoulder. He has our name on his heart. There's wonderful things there. You need to look into that. He was girt about the paps, the chest portion with a golden girdle, again, gold representing his deity. But why was it there? So that they could tuck the garment in, that long flowing garment, and then able to move about and do their ministry. Well, that's what Jesus is. He's not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but he feels your pain. He feels your hurt. He knows what you're going through. He knows the suffering. He knows that financial difficulty. He knows that relational problem. He knows all those things. But what must you do? Just call on him. Say, Jesus, I need your help. Jesus, I need salvation. Jesus, come be with me in my time of suffering. And he will. His description in verse 14, his head and his hairs were white like wool. Here, white is purity, a symbol of purity. Also, his eternal nature. Now, this is talking about the Son of Man, the Son of God, but it's also the same description Daniel gave of the Father as the Ancient of Days, from everlasting to everlasting, he is God. And so here, his hair was white like snow, and then his eyes were as a flame of fire, this is Jesus, the glorified Jesus, and here he comes and he is our great high priest and he sees because he's omniscient into our need, he knows our sin, he knows our failure, and even the injustices. One day mankind, every knee will bow to Jesus. Talk about all the things that are going on in the world that are so unfair, so unjust, well, one day Jesus will take care of all of those things. We suffer in this life, but we will reign with him in glory. So remember about his eyes, and remember that it says in verse 15, his feet were like fine brass, bronze, like the brazen altar out of Exodus chapter 38, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. So imagine this, if you've ever seen a piece of steel that is being tempered and how it turns red hot, 
That's how you will see the feet of our Lord, how they're rising in judgment against all evil. And his voice is as the sound of many waters. As John was on the Isle of Patmos, all he could hear was the crashing of the waves and the sound of the waves as they came against the cliffs of Patmos and the uh, geography there. That's what he heard when it was so quiet. And we see Jesus' voice just permeates everything, the booming, thundering voice above all other names, above all other voices. And it said he had in his right hand seven stars. Well, the mystery here is solved in chapter 1 and verse 20, where the stars are the ministers or the angels of the seven churches. So he holds these seven ministers in his right hand. The right hand is the hand of authority. And it says, out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. There are a couple different Greek words used for sword. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, it, the word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Well, this is a small type of sword that is used in close-up battle. But this other kind of sword is called a Ramphaea sword. It's used where he will smite the nations and he will judge those that have done so much wrong to so many innocent people. It's a mighty sword that's swung. It's several feet long and it is used by conquering champions. And then the effect of this vision, and it should be ours as well, that we reverence our Lord that we fear the Lord, not as a phobia, but that we reverence who he is. John said, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. The same kind of response that Daniel had in the book of Daniel when he saw our Lord, when he saw these visions. And I just believe this. Let's get a cheapened view of Christ out of our minds. He's not simply good old Jesus or a good old buddy. I don't even like to refer to him that way. But maybe that's your idea of who he is. No, he's the powerful, risen, glorified Jesus. That's what he is right now. And he's in heaven, ever living to make intercession for us. If you don't know him, won't you repent of your sin and receive him today? Just say, Lord, I realize that I'm a sinner. I'm in need of a savior. And I want to receive you today as my Lord and savior. God bless you. Thank you for listening. This is Pastor Earl for Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends.